Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week asterisk and watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon animated talk about just why it is that we love it so much and we have we have a great show this week i'm very excited that everyone can join us for the final episode of sailor moon no are you sure i'm pretty sure i watched it and I'm pretty sure this is the last episode. There's actually 75 more. That doesn't make any sense. We're going to be watching episode 125 of Sailor Moon S, which is called The Shining Shooting Star, Saturn, and the Messiah. And to help us talk about that, we have a very special friend whose appearance was teased. There's been so much foreshadowing, so much prophecy. It's written in the scrolls. Uh, Chris Lewis is here. Hi, I am here. Chris, welcome to the show. Like you said, it was the, it was the Lindsay Scrolls. It was the Lindsay Scrolls. They came. They came down from the heavens. <laughs> she told of my coming, and I am now here. It is six a.m. in L.A., and I am here. <laughs> yeah, you got up. Yeah, I did. We, we were like, yeah, we can't wait to record it. <laughs> no, we, we got to do it. We got to do it now, and we're doing it. We got it. So it's nine a.m. where I'm from, and I'm ready to go. So, so uh, welcome to the show. Uh, yeah, what is you. your history? Actually, okay. what's your history with Sailor Moon? And also, what's your history with Lindsay? Oh, God. Okay, so I... Gosh, did Sailor Moon come first? Sailor Moon came first, and then Lindsay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I watched my first episode of Sailor Moon, I believe, when I was in grade school, because a friend woke me up at 6 a.m., ironically, and told me, you gotta come downstairs, I wanna show you a show. And I did not want to watch whatever she was going to show me. And it was the talent show episode where Ray holds the talent show um, and sings Oh Story Night. And I remember thinking, this is dumb and I don't (laughs) care. And went back to bed because it was too early and I didn't give a shit. And then like a year or two later, I, as I would get ready for school in the morning, the episodes were showing, I believe on just a syndicated TV. I think it was like, 6 a.m., 7 a.m. in the morning, and that's how I kind of got rehooked on it. And then when I would come home is when they started showing them on Toonami. I believe they showed the Lost episodes around that time, and they were all the Viz dubs, and I got rehooked. And then they started, I believe they started showing the S episodes for the Cloverway dub around 2000, 2001, which blew my mind because at that time I was only watching them uh in subtitles like shitty subtitles from the elizabeth center that i watched in my friend's basement and uh my friend jamie is the one i would watch them with in high school and she was like all right uh you got to meet some friends of mine who also like sailor moon and one of them was Lindsay." and we all started hanging out in high school watching sailor moon in the basement and that just begat many many friendships and then i started going at conventions and met many many more people who love sailor moon and it just kind of grew from there, and it's been God, many years and many experiences that I've had because of Sailor Moon, and it's 
I've been very happy to have them. But yeah, kind of came together. And one of the reasons I met Lindsay was because of our love for Sailor Moon, which is great. Yay. Yay. I mean, that's the short abbreviated version. I've done way too much moon stuff. So. <laughs> and I, I temporarily, I think for oh. two years, worked for Viz uh, as one of the, <laughs> yeah, the customers for the uh, Sailor Moon days. One of them was out in AX out here in L.A. That was a couple of years ago. Yeah. yeah. So please, please talk <laughs> okay. about that because one of the things that you sent over when you yes. first got in touch and uh, to give people an idea, if if you are wondering how far in advance we booked this show uh, because a really long time. people are so eager to be on the show, which is awesome. Like you emailed me on uh, September 19th, 2016. Holy shit. Has it really been that long? Yes. I mean, it feels like it's been that long. So damn. Yeah. I, I think I emailed you when Lindsay was like, yo, they dropped the call for guests. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, all right. And I immediately emailed you thinking I was never going to get this episode. This is actually my favorite. And then when you're like, no, it's clear. I'm like slams down button. I'm claiming it. All right, here we go. I'll see you in a year. And here we are. So one of the things that you you yes. mentioned was that you uh, were promoting uh, Sailor Moon Art and yes. the Expo where you I were did. Pluto. Uh, and then when you were promoting mm-hmm. S, which was uh, just the month previous at that time, you were Sailor Uranus. Mm-hmm. And then looking through <laughs> your, so many. your uh, yeah. uh, cosplay photo page, mm-hmm. you've been everybody? Uh, yeah, I have. I have been cosplaying for 16 years, 15 years. That's Is there anybody else there. in X-Force? Is that... No, Saturn. Have you been Saturn? Well, there's Chibi. I did not do Chibi and I did not do Saturn because I'm five foot eight and I look nothing like a tiny child. Sure. So that is the only reason I have not done that. But wait, 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 wait. Does that make you height accurate for Jupiter or too tall? I'm trying to remember. One inch too tall. One inch too one tall. Inch, one inch too tall. <laughs> I am height accurate for Uranus, I believe, which is why I've done her oh. a lot. And uh, I mean that. But I'm, I see you've done you've done Jupiter a bunch as well. I did a couple of Jupiters. I think I did. I do Rego Jupiter. I feel like I only did some weird like we did original designs for some um, halftime show where I did kind of like a Vegasy looking Jupiter. You did a casual Makoto. I did casual too. Makoto. Yes, I had a wig and a I think a little space dress and some other stuff. Yeah, I've done most of them. I have not done Ray. I have not done Ami, and I don't think I've done. I mean, I would not have done Chibi or Saturn, even though I like them a lot. I just don't think that I <laughs> very think I could Chibi or Saturn. <laughs> <laughs> I I have gone ahead and just yes. uh, hit the last page button here on your cosplay page oh, to see everything yikes. from like 2007. Oh, yikes, O'Malley. Oh. <laughs> no, well, they're, they're all very good. Uh, uh, but I wanted to see who the first, like, who was your first uh, Sailor Moon cosplay. Uh-huh. And it looks like it was Usagi. It was. From uh, Sailor Stars. Yes, it was. That was my very first one, and I used my own hair. Oh wow! With extensions. I was gonna. I was gonna say because you got Odongos. <laughs> I do. Those are my hairs. My my hairs put up in Odongos, and nice. that was. I remember at the time I had that was I had a dip in my love of Sailor Moon where people actually were like, you know, you remind me of Usagi. And I'm like, no, because I remember in the Viz (laughs) era, I did not like her. And I loved the X-Force much better because they were stern and really, you know, devoted to what they wanted to do. And I'm like, I want to be like them. I don't want to be like the kids. And now I'm like, ah, no, you're right. I'm way more like Usagi. And that's kind of around the time where I 
regrew back into my love of Sailor Moon and started collecting a ton of Sailor Moon nonsense, which I I am one of those collectors who every time a Propica comes out, I end up getting it. Or I think I have almost every of the figure arts except for maybe Black Lady. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I I have a lot of moon shit. <laughs> I, I took photos since I'm not at home. I should probably send you some photos of my moon stuff via email so you can see my insane collection yeah, awesome. but uh yeah i've i've done a lot and sailor moon has always kind of been a big presence in my life and uh i'm glad that i have a lot of friends especially in cosplay dumb world who are just as passionate about it as me and i'm really glad like when the viz stuff landed i think it was a couple of years ago when they announced that they had all of the licenses for the movies and the shows um that was when we all started freaking out because it's a a childhood dream come true that we actually get to finally own the entire series and the movies. And I think they're dropping the specials too. I think that they're doing um, the Omni-Chan special and that was great. And when, you know, some friends of mine actually do work for Viz and they said, we're going to be doing some Sailor Moon days if you would like to be a part of them. And I actually, I think I've been a part of two. I did one at Otakon and I did the one at uh, Anime Expo. God, that was now two years ago. And I think that they're still going. They still go strong every single year. I just haven't had the chance to do them. But they're a lot of fun. How do you get the the official seal of approval to be to be <laughs> Sailor Uranus or Sailor Pluto? So, oh, God. So it was a crazy process because so when we do the team, like when we're all doing group costumes and stuff like among our friends, we're like, oh, yeah, here, I'm going to do Pluto and I'm going to do Mars. And we all just kind of, I don't know, spitball our costumes and don't really check up on each other like hey how are you doing your skirt how are you doing your patterns so when you do the viz stuff you've got to make sure that they all are done by the same pattern they all look the same they're all kind of cut at the same length for the skirts because we have to look like a solid team you know we're all coming from different areas but mostly we were contacted because people found our costume stuff online we're like hey you look like you you like a moon or two do you want to be a part of this and uh I ended up getting contacted because I had done Uranus so many times before uh, Anime Expo. I was told, okay, well, we're going to do R at AX. So if you want to be another character, we're going to surprise the audience at the panel with Uranus and Neptune and Saturn's voice actresses. So I had to make two costumes for that, but I did Pluto in the morning and then did Uranus at Sailor Moon Day, and I got to walk up uh, Erica Mendez, who's the new voice actress for Uranus. And it was really just one of those, hey, we know that you like this character. Do you want to be a part of it? And that's kind of how they reached out to me. And that and uh, we all just kind of know each other. Like a lot of the cosplayers have all kind of cosplayed together in the past before. So yeah, it was just everybody kind of reached out to each other. And my really good friend, Claire, uh, who has done Neptune with me, which is funny. She's a hair taller than me and she's my Neptune. But when we walk together, she kind of like sludges a little bit more and I kind of stand up. I actually got heels that are a little too high so that I could be a hair taller than her. So that we walked out on stage, it wasn't like, why is Neptune a mountain and Uranus is a squatty? And yeah, it's, it's been fun. We had a great time and I, and I wish that I had gone back this past year but this year has been nuts like there's been so many people 
just having a lot of, me- like getting married. I've been to four weddings this year and I just got back from Scotland in May and I did not get the chance to do any of the Viz stuff this year, but I saw the people who did it and they looked like they had a great time. And I'm glad that it's still going because it's a lot of fun and I am rambling about cosplay right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you say, did you say you've done New York Comic Con or no? I have. I've done New York. I actually was in New York Comic Con for a hot second before, but I have not done cosplay for Viz for the Sailor Moon stuff at Comic-Con only because New York Comic-Con is a hot disaster in terms of if you were a cosplayer, good luck like walking from the subway to get to uh, the con floor. (laughs) So yeah. Oh yeah. I have not done moon stuff there, but I go there because it's local and I've been going for years, but yeah, I do go to New York Comic-Con. It's it's fun if you're there for an hour and go, all right, time to go. <laughs> oh, the dream. Oh, God. The dream to be able to leave a convention oh, when God. you want to. I went on Thursday this year. It felt like a Saturday. And I left after walking the Artist Alley for a hot second and went, all right, hi, friends. Goodbye, yeah, friends. Yeah. It was, woof. It was, it's been crazy now. I don't know how it got that bad. So you, you mentioned that you used to be really resistant to being compared to Usagi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you've been so many I have. of uh, the senshi. Like, do you have a favorite? I do. I have my favorite is Usagi, actually. I have two. So Uranus was my favorite for many, many, many years. And she still is like a hair or two below Usagi. I love Usagi so much. She actually grew on me and became my favorite. And yeah. I, I really do love her above all the others she is my favorite and i think like it's hard for usagi not to be somebody's favorite she really does grow on you and she's so she's She's everybody's friend why could you not like her (laughs) i know what a good egg (laughs) i love her (laughs) she's a good sort she's a good sort and yeah uh haruka is my second favorite mostly because she was who i wanted to be in high school because she was cool and she didn't give a shit and wanted to, you know, complete her mission. And she comes across now as like a big jerk, but I really love her. And I don't know if you guys have watched Crystal yet, but she, her personality is 100% different in Crystal. And she's extremely oh. protective of Usagi, like really, really protective of her. And I love their relationship in the manga and Crystal. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe I'll like her better there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think so. I think you'll if you get the chance, like when all the craziness dies down, try to get. I, I don't recommend maybe watching the first two seasons of Crystal. I mean, watch them if sure. you want, because you can catch up on all the Pluto stuff. But season three, the S episodes of Crystal are so good. And I think you guys would like them. They knock out the Witches Five in like one episode, which is weird. What? Yeah, one episode apiece. <laughs> That's all they get. That's it's really sad, but it's how the manga does it. So, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I think we're eventually going to have to go through Crystal. Yeah. Uh, but I also <laughs> definitely... When, when the anime is done, we're doing Freddy Guardian. I was going to say, and you've I'm made a lot of promises. I don't, know, yeah. I don't know when we're going to get to all these things, but we'll see. I mean, look, all of this is assuming that we stay friends, Jordan, oh, which yeah. who knows? <laughs> you never Good know. Call. These things could happen. Uh, so you're familiar with our show. I am. So you obviously know the questions that we're going to ask now. Like, mm-hmm. what do you think of the miracle romance? So I don't... <laughs> It's not my favorite. Like, I don't really focus on Usagi and Mamoru that much when I'm watching the show. I feel like there's much bigger romances, but that's also just 
how I've watched it for years. I really think the relationship is great in manga and crystal. I think in the show itself, it's like, well, okay, it's, it's sure there, but I'm not as <laughs> into it. I think it's just because Mamoru is kind of weird in the show and he doesn't really, I don't know. I know you love Mamoru and I don't want to like hit on, or you know, I mean, knock your boy down a peg or two. I just, strong. he's not my favorite. Love is strong. He can, he <laughs> could use being knocked down a peg or two. He's, he's a little he's not my fave but i do like and appreciate the fact that it is what propels the show forward it's just not it's not my focus i love haruka and mishiru a lot and i'm i'm okay with cookbook because i'm also really into uh was it firewood Mm -hmm. ran minako Mm -hmm. i think they're great together too so i i think that there are other romances in the show that i focus on more than just yusagi and mamaru but i still appreciate them Okay. I, I mean, I think he's gotten a lot better. I think he has too. S, he's actually a lot more supportive and feels like he's, this story is not as about him as it was in R. I think he's nonsense in R. I just don't like he's him at all. He's, he's garbage. But the whole and show I is. Really do. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, the whole show is baby garbage, but I love it and I hate knocking on it, but it's still really, yeah, I don't. He's not my fave, sure. but I appreciate the fact that he's there and a part of the story. I think the problem, like, 90% yeah. of the problems with Memoru and, and the problems with Ray, uh-huh. you know, that we used to get a bunch of shit for. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's because of the structure of the show. Yes. It's because of the decision made to draw things out, mm-hmm. to have him be, like, weirdly super antagonistic for, like, a year. Yes. And... When R hits to have the whole, like, uh, me from the future told me I need to dump you. (laughs) Oh, he's that plot line in R. So recently we rewatched R and oh boy. So did we and I apologize. Oh oh boy. It's no good. I don't like R. I mean, and we even. I don't uh, know if you heard, we did an episode during the, 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 I don't want to say hiatus, but during the, the break there. Where yeah. we counted down the top ten episodes of the first uh, hundred episodes, and yeah, I, did we was did, nothing from R or just one? I think one episode from R made it. Yeah, yeah, the Battle of the Ten. Uh, or that was yeah. the only With thing the from, sisters, from R that yeah. that made it. Yeah, but but nothing from the uh, Alan nothing and from Anne. Alan and Anne, of course. No. Oh man, <laughs> you know what's sad? Um, uh, you probably got contacted by her, uh, Christina Gomez, the one who she and her boyfriend yes. Andrew did. Yeah, they're two of my really close friends, and they actually... She's on the show. Yeah, she's... I think she's going... Has she been on the show? I think she's scheduled for Super S. Uh, I thought she had already been on the show. I might just be thinking of I have scheduled people. That's probably yes. it. That's <laughs> yes. Yeah. She uh, loves uh, shitty space teens, and that's why they've done costumes of them. And she and I, I think, recently rewatched those episodes, and she's like, ooh... You know, I always love these growing up. They still don't hold up. Yeah. <laughs> like some parts of it, it's great because of the nostalgia, but it's some of them are rough. Some of those episodes actually, they're like you want to love them because you remember like watching them and really being engrossed in the story. And that's it's kind of rough. It's kind of rough now. Holy cow! Look at all this cool stuff right. you just sent us pictures of. We are, oh we are oh no! I'm like you're looking through my email. Oh woof. Uh, <laughs> 
I love the Uranus sword yeah. letter opener. That's very cool. Yeah. Bunch of those uh, bunch of SH figures. Yes, I have a lot. The teacup is very pretty as well. <laughs> uh, you, how are the, how are these posed? Because I had them all in their end of transformation sequence poses. I. Uh, but you've got like Ray's got the Ofuda. Yes, I tried to do them so that when <laughs> I, I tried to keep them so that they won't fall because they're all on a stand and I still need to get a, a case for them. I wanted to get like a nice standing IKEA case, but. Right now, they're just posed so that they don't fall over. Uh, <laughs> and the easiest way for them to hold their objects without them falling and landing on the carpet and me losing them forever. So that's really, they're not posed in any way other than I tiered them with moons in the center and then X-Force on one side, inners on the other. And I believe Zoisite is somewhere in there. She's I, back behind Mini Moon. He is dead center. Yeah. Most important in character. Back. Yes. Hiding behind, like you have them so that like there's Sailor Moon yes. on the right, Super uh-huh. Sailor Moon on the left, yeah. right behind them is Chibi, and then in the distance <laughs> uh, is Fake Sailor uh, Fake Sailor Moon yes. as portrayed by Zoisite, which yes. I have now. By the way, did I mention that you have Zoisite? Really? Yeah, uh, uh, Emily Gerald, former guest, former and future guest of the show, sent me uh, a Zoisite of Sailor Moon. Oh, awesome! Fake Sailor and Moon action figure. If, unless I am mistaken, I see a Sailor Moon from this episode yep that, that is one i wanted to send you because it is oh. i hunted that down because this is my favorite episode and that is my favorite moment in this show really i look forward to discussing okay. that oh yes. okay I, <laughs> oh no <laughs> I, would, I would love to hear this oh, which okay. is good because right. i think it's about time <laughs> for us to get into good. the episode right. oh the little music um, box yeah, okay sorry We've covered it all, right, Jordan? Favorite, favorite Scout, Miracle Romance. Is there anything else we know? Uh, <laughs> it's Scout, been so long. Oh, uh, just thumbs up, thumbs down on Chibi, but everybody says thumbs up now, so. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, actually well, really like her. Yes, is very good. Yeah. I got no qualms Chibi. on Chibi. Okay. Chibi's great when she's just asleep for three episodes. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> yes, that is true. Well, and Mamoru is like. Again, still incubating her for this one. So, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, if 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 we could have spent R yes. with uh, Chibi asleep and Memoru sitting quietly, <laughs> R would have been so much better. Oh goodness, uh, it would have been yeah, it would have been a lot better. All right. Well, with that, I think it is time for us to get into the episode. Oh, someone just tweeted at us saying that it's Sailor Pluto's birthday as we record this. Oh, oh is it? happy birthday. Happy birthday, uh, Sailor uh, not appearing in this episode. Yeah, no, yeah. no, wait. She's, oh, is that next episode she's in? No. Next episode she goes up. She kind of, her voice appears in this one. That's okay. about it. But yes, happy birthday. Uh, happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> we should really start keeping track of that a little more carefully. <laughs> We've got like nine. I guess we've got ten important birthdays now to keep track of. Because uh, you just threw. Memorial Although I do out. have a question on <laughs> on what someone's birthday is going to be at the end of this episode. Oh, good question. All right, uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll, okay, okay, we'll okay. There. Uh, so, as previously stated, we are watching episode one hundred and twenty-five of Sailor Moon S, which is called "The Shining Shooting Star: Saturn and the Messiah." It was directed by. Uh, Kunosuke Uda and written by Yoji Enokido and originally aired on February 11th, 1995. Uh, but I'm guessing that was not its title 
for the Cloverway dub. Yes, Jordan. I forgot about this part, so I'm, cl- I'm, I'm, I'm clicking on. Well, no, no, okay, okay. Don't look, don't look, don't look, oh, don't, don't look, look me. don't look, because oh, I have it pulled geez. up. Okay. I have it pulled up, which means oh, you no. can guess. <laughs> okay. Oh God. What do I mean? Give us a hint. Give me a hint. God, how yeah. do we hint this? Yeah, it's. Uh, here, here's the hint. It's a song lyric. Yes, it is. It's uh, Arrested Development. It's a good hint. <laughs> <laughs> Afternoon Delight. No. They, they sing that in the show. No. Arrested Development. Why would they call this episode? Because <laughs> they didn't realize episode? it was about sex in the afternoon. That's the whole Arrested Development bit. There you go. That's true. Yes. I'm sorry. Do you think this episode is about sex in the afternoon? <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. They they named it Afternoon Delight, and then they're like, "Oh, this is really dirtier than me." Never mind. Let's move on. Uh, what else could it be? Oh God, I honestly I have no idea. This is way harder than I thought it was, Chris. <laughs> Let's see. The uh, yeah, yeah. It's really difficult, isn't it? It's, it's very difficult. All right, all right. Let me think. And, and maybe you know what else is really difficult? Coming up with something funny to say during this bit. I'm in yeah. the '90s. I'm producing the show, and I'm like, oh, that name they gave it was garbage. Let's see. American kids don't understand that sort of thing. I want to call yeah, We it... literally cannot call it Saturn and the Messiah without getting flooded with angry letters. <laughs> right. Good point. I mean, it is the end of the season. No, I, 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 I've I, got nothing, dude. This sucks. It is pretty hard. It is hard to just come off at the time. The head. name of uh, Cloverway's episode 118 is Darkness, My Old Friend. Wow. Yep. Which is actually kind of dope. It's <laughs> great. It's not bad, wow. but it's not like, how would you uh, just uh, yeah attribute that to Sailor Moon? It's very strange. I mean, it's also not good. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad, but it's not good either. <laughs> Why would they call it that? And that's such a weird... They're, they're, okay, so they're sitting there yes. again in the 90s going... There's got to be some song from like the seventies. Oh, it's no, it's absolutely on the radio yes. in the office. <laughs> what are we gonna call this one? Done. So things are serious at this yes. point of Sailor Moon. You might not remember because it's been a while, serious but things black. are serious. They're so serious that we don't get the usual. Uh, happy <laughs> recap music no we don't we get that pipe organ not only do we not get the normal recap music we don't get a preview that work that is anything but like weird metaphoric stuff <laughs> like it's all like what does she say again it's all like weird cryptic shit yeah it's that's that's how the show works it's all weird cryptic <laughs> no shit. no usually they just tell you what's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> do you not remember this fight on usagi Against this weird cryptic shit. <laughs> yeah, it's with a little bit of courage, anyone can be a fighter. Uh, and then it's with compassion for others, anyone can become a messiah. Uh, question. Hi, yes. Uh, Chris Sim, Sailor Business Podcast. Um, I don't think that's yeah. accurate. I don't think it is. If you try hard, you too can become a messiah. <laughs> hey, no. you know what? You know, Actually, you know what? I've just, I've changed my mind. I've come full circle on that. Now I'm on board. I think that's a great message to be like, no, you know what? Be your own messiah. Just care about others and you can save everything. That's great. Sailor Moon says. Yes. yes there we yeah. go. Yeah. Be your own messiah. <laughs> so uh, we are back in uh, Mugen Academy, which has exploded three times already and will continue to explode throughout the course of the episode. <laughs> this building 
<laughs> this building will not stop exploding. It like explodes floor by floor. I think because it, it the, the, the top so blew times. off right earlier, and now I don't remember. Yeah, well, the top blew off, and then like some more of it exploded, and then it literally explodes really? three times in this remember. episode. Like it just keeps. It's gonna be a crater by the end of it, but I think right now it's half a building. So first thing we see is oh, I've already forgotten her stupid name. What is? Mistress Nine. Mistress Nine, right. That's a good, how could I forget the, I don't know the, why, because we watch the show every week, asterisk. <laughs> how could I forget the random numbers they just throw on people's names? I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but we see her, and she's uh, kind of evilly laughing and talking about how uh, Hotaru is dead. And we see her hair. Her hair is, I mean, there's a lot of people with a lot of long hair in this show. Mm-hmm. Her hair goes onto the floor all around her in like all directions like maybe 20 feet oh she's she's bayonetting oh is that a thing oh yeah there you go yep <laughs> i mean it's a thing in bayonetta like if you were to cosplay <laughs> this character you could only do it in one location and have people come to see you and then leave <laughs> <laughs> i never thought of that actually that's that's a good point that's a, that's a good idea please Shoot that to Viz for the, right? uh, the mistress. <laughs> we just have one girl standing at the booth and we wrap her hair around all the booth stuff and she doesn't move. If she has to, she has to move, go to the it. bathroom, they just have to take the giant wig off of her and let her slip out. <laughs> She's a trap door. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I just did a Google search for Mistress Nine uh, yeah. cosplay and it will not surprise you that Google wants to mis- like autocomplete it to Mistress Nine Dark Lady. Oh, uh, for some reason those two those two seem to get paired up quite a bit. They do. I mean, it, it works with all the yeah Chibi growing up and uh, Hotaru growing up. Yeah, I know a lot of girls who do that together. I want there to be an episode where they talk about like I yeah, I turned into a weird evil grown up too. I know. So people do cosplay her, and they do give her a they lot do. of hair, but not screen accurate amounts. <laughs> <laughs> Not draped around the room hair. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, people are not going uh quite as 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 wild as it does in the show. But that's that hair is gonna be important later. <laughs> what matters now is that uh there's an immense power approaching from the Tau Star system. That's right. It's Pharaoh 90, who we can assume is ten times more powerful <laughs> than Mistress Nine, because that's just simple math. Also, Let's talk about the fact that the universe in a jar has grown a lot bigger. Yeah, but it's still not like the size of a universe. It's, it's like the size <laughs> no, of no. Like, like a restaurant. It's like a McDonald's. Yeah, but it used to be on a desk, yeah. and now it's an enormous globe or globe a dome with like all this equipment hooked to it. So Mr. Stein is like, hey, what's up? Uh, Pharaoh 90 uh, is about to show up. He's uh, the ruler of silence, uh, going to just usher in the age of silence, which uh, no, right. we have no details, but no, it's just going to be very quiet. Well, no, we, you know what? It's going to be red and people are going to break into stones. Yeah, sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> That's what we know about it because we've seen prophecies. So we get a uh, a double team power move mm-hmm. uh, in the form of world shaking and deep submerge combined, uh, and then Usagi does some stupid Usagi shit. She takes the damage, but I actually really like this yeah. uh, the way the scene plays out because she jumps in front of this combined attack mm-hmm. and is thrown back against Mistress Nine, who doesn't move like a brick wall. Yeah, she is a wall. It's yeah. ridiculous. It it is it uh, yeah she takes the full brunt of both attacks because 
Because, guys, she knows that that's Hotaru inside, who was kind of a jerk to them, but, like, generally is considered a good person. Like, throughout this episode, she kind of has this thing, and maybe, and next episode, too, where she's, like... It's not it's not just that she's an innocent person, it's that she's a sailor scout and on some level she's like, "No, no. She's one of us, so like we can't let bad things happen to her." She's very devoted to the team and I really like that about Usagi. I said I said it's some stupid Usagi shit and it is. <laughs> but I feel like of all the characters on the show and I think the thing that differentiates uh Usagi in this moment from uh Neptune and Uranus in this moment is Dark Lady. Yes. Is that Usagi has yeah. seen Chibi Usa turn into this same kind of person and then turn back mm-hmm. like she she has experience and knows that it is possible to save hotaru because mm-hmm. she's seen something very similar mm-hmm. which i kind of like because it makes it feel like the show isn't just repeating itself mm-hmm. that there is like oh no 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 this this is a thing that happens oh, yeah. sometimes they, they actually have continuity it's it's great and i like that that it's kind of seeping into what she experienced before and that's why she's acting the way she is right now i really like these scenes yeah except and and that's totally true 100 percent. except i do still wonder why she doesn't try healing all the bad guys Mm. because that worked really well speaking of sailor munar like she healed a bunch of guys and they were like hey i'm good now and then she just kind of went yeah i feel yeah but i feel like with the uh the specter sisters (laughs) that was like a placebo you're good now and then kathy's like awesome i'm good now great thanks i'm gonna go get a job <laughs> so it wouldn't work on the witches five no i th- i think i don't think the witches five had like evil blood or whatever's in monsters that makes them evil i think the witches five were just shitty people oh, yeah. who changed their but, lives oh, yeah. But we what so what did the Spectre Sisters have? They were just oh, no, from another planet. I mean, the Spectre Sisters, Spectre Sisters. The Witches Five are uh, who knows. Okay, so you're saying okay, so you're saying the Spectre Sisters were just people who were bad, and you can heal yeah. that. Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. But no, no, but people who have been crossed by with like diamonds, they you can't heal. I don't think you. I don't think the Spectre Sisters were healed. I think the Spectre Sisters just made life changes. You, you seriously, you 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 really believe that? So it was just a big show. Yeah. I think the Spectre Sisters were like people, <laughs> right? So Yusagi is sitting there going, this is going to work. Like, they don't know that I'm just, like, squirting them with water. Oh, no. But, I like, think Yusagi also thinks it works. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> like, I think, I think you get the same So result. she's sitting there going, I just, I just discovered that sugar pills cure this disease. I'm a genius. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to prescribe this to everyone. I think if we could see, I think if Ami was in those scenes, she would just be standing like right out of frame, shaking her head slowly. <laughs> just being like, hey, just take off the giant evil uh, jewel that you're wearing on your forehead and maybe go get a job. Uh, Oh, so, well, why doesn't – hang on. I just – so you don't think healing would work on this, on uh, – Miss? I almost said Pharaoh 90, but Mistress 9. Uh, I, no, I don't. Yeah. I think by okay. the nature – like, we know it doesn't work because it doesn't happen in the show. <laughs> I wonder when she had her powers changed, when everything was upgraded, did she lose that power to heal? Because we really have only seen her throw the brick wall of hearts at people this season. We really haven't yeah. seen any healing. It's very rare that she goes backwards. Yeah. I mean, she has used the, the tiara a couple times this yeah. season. Not a ton. Maybe three or four times. She hasn't used her her crying power in since episode, like, 
one did she use it in episode two i don't even think she did yeah i don't think so yeah i think she only used crying power yeah. once <laughs> it's been a very long time since she used the 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 pen yes. i i don't think she, well she doesn't have the moonstick anymore right no, um, yeah so. but she does have the crystal yeah. which you think would be the important yeah. part okay my question is this <laughs> all throughout watching this episode the question i had because especially like when we get to the end mm-hmm. and you know spoiler warning some weird crystal shit happens yes. <laughs> and it, uh, super sailor moon shows up i was like oh why doesn't she just do what she did at the end of the r movie and like turn into Princess Serenity. Because then she's gonna die. That's the whole thing at the end of the R movie where they're screaming at her like you're gonna die. Yeah, but then she didn't die. Yeah, yeah but, but she didn't. She didn't. <laughs> she, turns out she's fine. Yeah, but Mamaru is around, and right now Mamaru's like healing up his kids, so mm. yeah, I guess I guess that's true. Yeah. Okay. So, so he healed her? Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Oh oh no, technically it was Fiore's like life flower, wasn't it? Oh yeah, no, that's true. Now yeah. I'm like going back and oh, how did that end? It's a life flower. Although I never understood that either. Yeah. To be honest with you, I love the R oh, movie. Yeah. I love it so much. But I never quite understood why all of a sudden they go, if you use the crystal, you'll die. And it was like, wait, what? I will? <laughs> Where did that yeah, come Yeah, I think from? it's if you use the full power of the crystal, then you die. Which I know, but that's entirely new information yeah. that they just shouted out I mean, at the time when she was about to do 90% it. 90% of the show is entirely new information. And they just assume, oh, yeah, no, you, that's what's happening. And you're just going to accept that right now. <laughs> I'll let you see your planet power. Yeah. Yeah, and well, and we'll get to that later in this episode as yeah. well. Random things just happening. I know that they play with that idea more. Like, I haven't watched it, but I know that they play with that idea more in Pretty Guardian because instead of, I think instead of Super Sailor Moon, the form is actually called Princess Sailor Moon. Yes. And like we've said on the show before, it's like going into Avatar State, basically, where mm-hmm. she is inhabited mm-hmm. by uh, a different spirit. That's all later in the show. Uh, for now, we have, uh, what's what's this guy's name? I literally can't remember this dude's name. <laughs> You know, what is that? Tomo. Oh, Tomo. Tomo. Oh, yes. Tomo. 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 But first of all, first of all, we have to talk about the fact that turns out uh, Mr. Stein is another Medusa from Inhumans. Yeah. We already had a Medusa from Inhumans in the form of, who was it? Carrie Knight? Carrie Knight? Yes. Was that? Yeah, her hair. And now uh, she she just has way more hair, so she's a more effective one. Uh, But she wraps them up. And then somehow, like, turns her hair to stone or something? I think it's just blended into this nonsense statue, which might also be made of hair. I have no idea. Oh, I never considered that the statue was made of hair. That's gross. (laughs) And the statue is of Mistress Nine, right? So it's like a 40-foot statue of Mistress Nine. With wings. No, that's wings. I think it's her hair turning into wings. Wait, let me look at this again. It's her hair turning into wings. Also, she ha- you're absolutely right. It is. And also, like, a giant, wild oh, scythe. Yeah. It's the, um, yeah, that vision that Ray always has, where in the distance there's that person on a hill. That's the statue. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure it's Mistress Nine. I don't know who else it could be. But, yeah, that's the same vision. Uh, Haruka and Michiru get tied up slash merged with this giant stone slash hair statue because this show is weird. So then we get basically the same scene we've been getting the entire season again. The bad guy says, give me the blah. Mm-hmm. Usually before it was a heart or uh, what were the artifacts? No, what the fuck were Talismans. they called? The Talismans. Talismans. This time it's give me the Holy Grail yeah. or I will kill Neptune and Uranus. Yeah. She wraps her hair around their throats. <laughs> 
She's, I'm sorry. I just am thinking about it and it's weird. And she says, yeah, I'll kill them right now if you don't give me the Holy Grail. And both Neptune and Uranus are like, don't you fucking do that. <laughs> Uranus, or no, Neptune literally says, if you give her the Holy Grail, I will despise you. Then Tomoe limps back yep. on screen and both of his eyes are normal now. He doesn't have his weird yeah. uh, full metal alchemist yeah. eye anymore. Well, and by eye, you mean glasses. Yeah, but I think it's I think it's meant to be his weird eye, right? Wait, you're saying like his eye like gives an aura that makes his glasses look weird? Well, because his glasses don't look like that anymore, do they, Jordan? I mean, listen, you're right. It's not like he was like, oh, I'm not evil anymore. Let me get my other pair. These are prescription. Yeah, no, that's what it was. Uh, what's the what's the monster's name? He was like, I like these oh, cool yeah, germatoid. glasses. Germatoid. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Germatoid. Yeah, or whatever. And Mr. Sign is like, oh, you're just the the fucking shell of germatoid, you yeah. piece of shit. And like backhands him across Aww. the room. It's pretty great. <laughs> Get your hands off of me, you mere shell. Yeah. I love that line. I wrote that down because I was, yeah, you mere she's stone shell. Cold. I love this because Usagi's standing there and she's watching Mr. Nine attack uh, Uranus and Neptune and like choke the life out of them with uh her hair she backhands her father and picks him up by the throat and is gonna choke him to death and usagi just goes please stop let me ask you about mistress nine i have no answers for you jordan (laughs) i know tomoe walks into the room right and he's like hotaru now she doesn't look anything like hotaru in my opinion she looks like hotaru in the way that everyone on the show looks vaguely similar but like as different as two char- two woman characters on the show can be, they look different. Like, why does he recognize her? Well, he sees her turn into Mistress Nine, doesn't he, in the last episode? It's been a while, so I don't know. I thought monster version. Yeah, he was unconscious. And maybe he just recognized, I mean, it's your kid. I feel like even if your body was older, you'd still recognize her. I guess to me, she doesn't look like Hotaru, but older. She looks like a different lady. Maybe she looks like Hotaru's mom. Maybe. Oh, God, that makes me even sadder. (laughs) 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 Wow, woof. That's really sad. (laughs) Even think of that. Damn. All right. So while all that's going on, uh, we cut to outside where uh, I actually really like this because I had forgotten they do this. Uh, But they're doing... The same thing, the, the, the other four uh, inner senshi are doing the same thing they do in Crystal mm-hmm. Tokyo, just backwards. on a larger, like, like yeah. backwards. Sailor yeah. Fence. You, you, you like Sailor Fence? I, I, I'm not that into Sailor Really? Oh, oh, God, really? This makes me so emotional. I like, because they're helping as best as they can. They can't I mean, I be in there to help Usagi, but they're going to do whatever they can to protect her and protect Hotaru. I am right in the middle of you two really? because I think it's I, I do think it's cool. Yeah, I think it's fun, and I think like the the image of them kind of you know standing alone at Gallabrew, <laughs> you know, back to back. Boy, boy, when uh, that movie comes out, people are going to get that reference. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, standing back to back against this tide of monsters, and I think like the tide of diamonds is actually like a really cool like the way that it's kind of fading in and out. Like it's obviously. It's meant to look like this, you know, roiling, like, liquid mass that's just growing evil heads yeah. and, and coming against them. But I also, it is a very passive thing to do. It is. It kind of makes sense for, it, it makes sense for Ami, it kind of makes sense for Mina, but it's not what you'd expect from Ray and Makoto. You would expect yeah. them to have, like, you know, would it be better if instead of, like, forming the big uh, Crystal Tokyo fence, they were, like, out there, like, in a battlefield 
Yeah. Like just fighting, like like physically fighting all back this yeah. tide of monsters. But they just don't have time. Like, for I them. think it's well. Also, they didn't get pulled into the dimension that Usagi did, so they probably don't know what to do other than like, look, there's a wave of clay people that's going to attack us, and it's just going to be futile to keep attacking a wave after wave of these monsters. Maybe it's just better if we use any power that we have to create a force field and we wait. And because I don't think they know where Usagi and Hotaru are in terms of space. Oh, yeah, I don't. Wait, are you saying this episode takes place in a multidimensional chaos world? It, it's yeah. alternate. <laughs> isn't it like alternative space or something like that? Isn't that what it said? I forget. Oh, I, I thought so. it was. I think it is alternative space because I think we made some jokes about. Uh, um, so, but here's, here's the other thing about and this Sailor Fence. How are they talking to each other? Sailor <laughs> Okay. Sailor Radio. Because, <laughs> yeah, they R- are... I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not that good at judging distances, but I'm looking at the wide shot. They are far apart. Yeah. I don't know if it's a mile apart, yeah, they're but on, they're a while. They're on each right. side of a building. No, no. Yeah. They are blocks away from each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. but they're like... You know, the, they're on the north, south, east, and west sides. But like, but again, if you look at the wide shot, the buildings in the middle of that, it, that field yes. is many, many buildings. I also like, um, just real quick about this scene, I really like that uh, Ray looks super determined, Makoto looks super determined, Ami just looks grossed out, yeah. which I think is really <laughs> fun. Like, I hope one of these doesn't bite anybody in the boob in a second. Uh, yeah, oh, right? <laughs> so, back inside. Back inside alternative yes. space. Back inside 1994 Seattle. Yes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> We get like Mistress Nine has like like does that uh you know thing that evil characters do where the when they're possessing someone where the person inside them is trying to break out of the possession, yeah. except it briefly turns Mistress Nine into uh, a character from Helsing, <laughs> where she gets like super huge hands and bloodshot eyes. Oh jeez. Uh, yeah, she breaks down and she releases everybody's. Well, she releases everybody's necks, but I think the. Uranus and Neptune are still sealed to that. Yeah, it just loosens the yeah. tightness on their necks. Yeah, but uh, but to to Usagi, this is proof now. Now she knows mm-hmm. for sure Hotaru is alive and real. Yeah, and they're like, alive. no, it's a trick. And she's like, no, no, this is for serious. Turns out everyone's right because it is serious, but it's also a trick. <laughs> yeah, she's saying yeah. she needs. Oh, I, like I really need that Holy Grail in order to like you know <laughs> not be evil anymore. Tomoe crawls over. Gives her a gives her a little pat on the shoulder, and Usagi's like, "All right, here we go. Uh, I'm gonna pop the uh, the Holy Grail out of God space <laughs> wherever it lives." Yeah, this is one of the first times because because we don't we often see her produce uh, objects that she wasn't holding before, but we've yeah. never seen it happen before. She just like holds her hands out, and the Holy Grail glowingly appears. Also, I wrote down you can tell that it's holy because it floats like. No one actually touches it. It just hovers above everyone's yeah. hands. And it has that hum, yeah. that like musical note yeah. hum in the background. Uh, and I do want to say, like, we get a lot of really, really good animation oh, in this yeah. episode. Like, I, I think we know where all the time <laughs> and money went from when we yep. got everybody's transformation sequence yep. a couple episodes ago. That's why it took like a month for this episode to be ready, because it was being yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, they were animating it. It wasn't. It wasn't me being gone. <laughs> yeah, because like, we get that that good close up of Michiru where her hair is all bedraggled, and we get like you know even character models uh, change in this episode because everybody's going to get like super fucking battle damaged by the end of it. So Tomoe waddles over with the Holy Grail uh, and gives it to Mistress Nine. But haha, fuck you guys! It was a trick. 
Michiru was correct. <laughs> and her just holding it releases a burst of energy. Yeah. You, you sound really sad for Yusagi. You really... I got... I am so... This episode makes me extremely emotional. Just because of how determined Usagi is, no matter how stupid her actions might be to Uranus and Neptune, she just really wants to save Utaru and to get the team back. And she's... Like, when her tears are welling up and they're all shiny, I'm welling up and getting shiny tears because she's just, she she's such a good person. She's just trying. She's trying her best. Are they floating out of your eyes? Oh, uh, no, unfortunately sparkling? not. They're, they're going to go into my coffee in a minute, but. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if, uh, if instead of, like, having, like, floating, like, shiny, glistening anime tears, Usagi just got, like, was, like, ugly crying throughout the whole oh, thing? Like, just, like, they gave her a little nose and, like, bubble like they sometimes do. Yeah. yeah, turning red and yeah. looking all gross. And then Sonic Cry comes back, and that's how she yeah. wraps up the episode. Yeah. yeah. So, so Hotaru, no, Mistress Nine says, this is my favorite part of the episode. Mistress Nine is like, ha, I have the Holy Grail now. There's no way you can possibly defeat Pharaoh 90 once he merges with this. I mean, unless you create some kind of superior pure heart crystal, that could probably do it, but there's no way you're going to do that. But if you did do that, like if you had like a really pure heart and like we're had some kind of magic that was tied to crystals, you could probably win in the next 15 minutes yeah. or so. But I mean, there's no way you're going to yeah. do that. She doesn't say that, does she? No, she says, she literally says like you would have to create a superior, uh, in order to defeat Pharaoh 90, once he assimilates the Holy Grail, you would need to create a superior pure heart crystal. And I'm like, don't tell Sailor Moon she's got to do crystal shit. Yeah, 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 you're right. Because it's all she does. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Let me go back a second. Her description of the Holy Grail. Uh, the Holy Grail is the crystallization of pure hearts that raised love hatred, joy, anger, and sadness to their highest levels. Uh, this is actually, like, this is actually an answer to a question we've been asking all season. Yes. Yeah. They're not pure hearts as in pure of intention and, and like, noble and, and good. They're not hearts without sin. <laughs> yeah, they're unadulterated. Yeah. They're, like, pure whatever it is. But, but like, I was expecting that, again, with, in much that same way, we think of the Holy Grail, we think of those thing, those kind of good things as they should really be like love sure joy sure but no you can have a pure heart of hatred and that that helps build the holy grail no i like that though really i really do yeah because that's like it's what people are yeah it's like it's like everything that makes up a person like all like all these pure emotions that get like combined inside us like i, I think that's i like that i like that explanation pure sadness yeah you know, like, like it, it's all like, it's not just you know capital G goodness. It's it's a uh, a refined emotion yeah. that comes through. So I mean, it's it, it's peak energy is what it is. Well, yes. <laughs> it's back to Nephrite shit. But so then, like like you said, she she does tell Sailor Moon how she would have to win, uh, and then she sticks it into like a tube that goes into that world. I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like the it's like the when you go to the bank <laughs> and you're in the drive-thru and you put the check in the little pneumatic thing. Yes, it's yes. one of those, but it goes to the multi-dimensional chaos world. Uh, and that powers up the diamonds outside to the point where they start like overwhelming the other scouts. And when I say overwhelming, I mean biting on the boobs. Yes. Oh, oh well. yep, they sure do. <laughs> Un 
necessary. I, I, I can't remember for sure if they cut this out of the original Cloverway. Um, I think they left it in because I remember going, oh, because thinking like that shouldn't be something that they would leave in because they were slicing and dicing every epi- other episode. I'm pretty sure they kept that one shot. Yeah, well, I mean, really, it's it's not the, the diamond. It's Makoto, yeah. and the diamond doesn't actually like bite her. It bites her bow, right. yes. like it bites the part yeah. of her costume, which I think is is cool because we see um, the the force of everything is kind of blowing, like like blowing at them like a wind, and we see the bows that they wear on their yeah. chest like kind of flying up, and we don't ever really see those move. Yeah, let me double check. I'm gonna look on the uh, the oh uncensored, uncensored, and see if yeah. they if they changed it. So then Mugen Academy explodes oh, yeah. for the third time. <laughs> <Millionth> time. <laughs> floor by floor, like Nakatomi Plaza. The Holy Grail blows up. Yeah. It just <laughs> Which, that's it disintegrates. Weird. It's nonsense. They did not they did not cut that scene out. There's nothing they saying didn't, that they yeah. cut the, the boob biting. I mean like and, and it's also like going back to the R movie, it's kind of thematically similar to when Fiore grabs the the silver crystal off Usagi's chest. But it doesn't um, look like he's you know, grabbing her boobs. This when you see this, it looks for a moment. It absolutely looks like Fiore's it grabbing does? her boobs. We talked about I don't it on the show. That. Yes. But like it, it's actually biting the big green like button at the center right, of yeah. uh, Makoto's bow. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's like, oh okay. Well I guess that's happening. I think because I was used to a lot of the other random scenes that they were cutting in the other episodes, I thought maybe that would be cut. And yeah, they left this entire episode intact, if I'm remembering correctly. And then uh, Hotaru, or not not Hotaru, uh, Haruka goes, look what your altruism caused. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, that's that's it. That's that's Haruka as a character. I know. I still like her. I, I still like her a lot, but I think she's just so exasperated. Like we did all this work and there you go. Your kindness just fucked up everything. But that, but again, like I said, we've seen this scene. Yeah. Just, it just, it's just yep. been escalating in amount, but we've seen that happen over and over and over again. So uh, Sailor Moon pulls out her uh, scepter and tries to do an attack. Yeah. I, this is weird. Just at a galaxy. But also, the attack she does is just moon cosmic power. And I'm like, moon cosmic power what? Like, you do moon cosmic power makeup to transform. This is, you're just going to yell out power and something happens? Like I think she's just trying to, yeah, use the, maybe a limited power of the silver crystal that won't kill her. But she's just trying anything. Maybe she is using a new superpower with no explanation like she does sometimes. Yeah, you know, no, how but, the show works. But, <laughs> no, but like, normally you'd be like... It would be the show would be like I'm going to use a new superpower and it's called a thing that is new. This is her just saying some words that she says every episode and doing something different all of a sudden. Yeah, that's true. And if you notice, there's hearts that come out of the staff. Like the rod actually has the same kind of heart. Shape. Oh, like uh, yeah, like oh yeah, heart attack. Yeah, or it's kind of like pink sugar heart attack, but like yeah. more effective. <laughs> Yeah, I'm wondering if she's just trying anything. Because <laughs> that's what Usagi does. So it goes into the multidimensional yeah. chaos world. And then this is Pharaoh 90, right? Like, we, this yeah. is what Pharaoh 90 looks like. It's fucking Shuma Garath. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was just about to say, yes. Yeah, it's a giant, like, planet, like a planetoid mm-hmm. that with tentacles that then opens up its, like, a giant eye and blast energy back at Sailor Moon. So it's like a weird like Cthulhu monster, which is pretty cool because that's not the kind of thing we see on Sailor Moon every day. Now, this is where 
I know this is going to be a strange thing to say at this point, but this is where things get a little weird. (laughs) 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 What the fuck happens next? So as the person who loves this episode most, can you please tell us what happens next? Okay, so I think Pharaoh 90 is just shooting out power because he's trying to escape the town nebula. And that's what happens next is he just starts shooting out energy. One blast hits Mistress Nine and like shoots her into uh, Tomoe's arms. And then I guess the power of that blast actually makes Hotaru gain more control of her body. Because if you notice, it looks more like Hotaru. And it's again, Usagi being Usagi, she jumps in front of Tomoe and Hotaru and takes the full brunt of the blast and just is tore up. She just looks like she is, she's exasperated, but she's protecting them. And you're seeing like Tomoe just holding Mistress Nine, clearly Hotaru's face, but Mistress Nine's body. And he just keeps on coming. He's she, still blasting out all that energy. She's got the, the dead eyes from, yeah. from uh, the R movie, speaking of the R movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The blank expressionless eyes yeah no pupils uh but Mm -hmm. i really like my favorite bit of this is that the power being shot out of pharaoh 90 like gouges like a half pipe in the concrete Uh except behind sailor moon there's one little strip that's like that starts where she's standing that's unaffected where she's blocking the blast it looks really cool it really does like this is when i start getting the feels because it's she is just going to take wave after wave of beating just to protect the two of them because now she knows like, oh, Hotaru's in there somewhere. And yeah, that's this is now leading into what happens next with is Hotaru coming through? Well, Chris, hold on to those feelings because now is the time for our act break. Third time's the charm. Jordan, yeah, uh, it's been a while. Do you remember how this show is supported? No, I, oh, I just assumed okay. We, I was kind of teeing you up to say it. But, oh, all okay. Right. Uh, then yes, I do. Uh, we are supported by our listeners and their generosity through Patreon, which is a site where you can go and become a patron of our show. You agree to give a certain amount per month. Could be as little as a dollar. Could be as much as infinite money. It literally could be as much as infinite money, and I gotta say, that would be nice. <laughs> I bought a car this week, so... Although, to be fair, if you do sign up to give infinite money every month, you only have to do it for one month. <laughs> yeah, that's... Because as long as we get infinite money once, I think we're good. <laughs> but yeah, so 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 listeners, uh, sign up for it, and it's very, very helpful, uh, and we thank them so, so much. Um, we actually have some news, Chris. Yes, we do. We have... Once again, gotten to our next goal. Uh, we are over a thousand dollars a month, which means musical business. I will be working on a new uh, ukulele cover, and uh, Allison from Xena Warrior Princess will start. She she's told me she started writing nope, a song. Nope. Allison from Xena Warrior Business. I'm sorry. Yes, from Xena Warrior <laughs> Business. You're right. But she started writing a song for it as well. So uh, yeah, get ready for some music. Nice. Congrats, guys. Thank you. And uh, it has been six weeks since we've had to thank anyone, so we've got a few people to uh, to thank here, starting with uh, Molar Duck. Thank you, Molar Duck. That's a terrific name. Uh, Ryden Allen. Thank you very much, Ryden Allen. 
Uh, Lieutenant Grimdark. Lieutenant. <laughs> Much appreciated. Max S. Max, thank you. Uh, Sarah Han. Sarah, thank you. David Isaac. And and I don't usually read out the amounts that people post, because I think this is a little bit gauche. But I do want to give a special shout out to David Isaac, uh, who did pledge $115 Damn. Uh, to put us over the top and even like offered to help us out. Like when we get to the Motoki's Game Corner level, like offered to help us out with streaming and, and YouTube so that people can watch me play through those video games. So uh, thank you so much, David, uh, for that very generous pledge. Yes, thank you so much. That is incredibly awesome of you. And and yeah, guys, that, we're not that far from Motoki's Game Corner. If you want to watch play, uh, watch Chris play video games, we're not that far away. Um, so this could happen. And uh, that's it as far as uh, new patrons. Uh, and if you are not already a Sailor Business patron... Uh, you can get access to stuff like show notes, uh, stuff like uh, the uh, Sailor Business Pin, uh, which was designed by Katie Donnelly, which is Tennis Ball Sailor Moon, uh, which goes to $15 backers. We keep saying we're going to try and come up with something for $20 a month, but we haven't. But you can still give it to us. Also, Jake will send you a pin. Actually, I ain't going to send you nothing. We, um, we, we, we should have some outtakes. I, I think Jake said there was uh, some coming soon. Uh, I think, yeah. Uh, which brings me to my little bit of uh, sailor business business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right, everybody. The boy is back in town. I mentioned this. I, I, I went into detail on this on the War Rocket Ajax podcast uh, that I do every Monday with Matt Wilson. And I talked a little bit about it on the next episode of Xena Business. Uh, so I won't get too into the details here, but... If you are a regular listener, you obviously know I was gone for a while, um, and that is because I was uh, dealing with a death in the family. Uh, we went up to Minneapolis and were there for about a month uh, because uh, Aiden's mother passed away, mm-hmm. uh, and she uh, was a, a genuinely amazing person. Mm-hmm. Uh, was able to kind of face the end and literally say, "I have no regrets," which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it meant I was gone for a good bit of time. Uh, and I want to thank everybody for their patience in dealing with that. I know it's always weird to get uh, to be listening to a show and maybe not know why why regular episodes aren't coming. But Jordan, I did want to thank you and Shannon and Jake and Allison uh, for really stepping up and and getting. Uh, content out there so that people wouldn't be completely lost and also not just going on and finishing uh s without yeah. me which i would have understood if you had done no we wanted to wait for you absolutely i i i, I think uh it was a pleasure to do they, they were lovely people um and i appreciate that they actually went the extra mile and do it did two episodes without me as well while i was uh you know taking care of little baby darian so yeah definitely big thanks to jake and shannon um yeah, it's been a big couple of weeks, everybody. <laughs> yeah, like the 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 whole cycle of life has been represented in the past month of uh, of sailor business, mm-hmm. birth, death, sailor cosmos, mm-hmm. crossovers. <laughs> now, now, but but Chris, guys, don't worry, listeners. Chris assured me he did not listen to the sailor cosmos episode. I have not listened to the sailor so cosmos episode. I did listen to the the top ten and the Xena crossover, and those were both. Did very, you agree very fun. with our top tens? Mm, for the most part, I think. I, I think you you said that there were a couple in there that I would have lobbied to be top ten. Yeah. That I don't think I would have. Like there's oh, episodes no? like I like you know I like the Pinch and Adams episode, but there is no universe in which it is a top ten episode of Sailor Moon. I felt like you would have just to fuck with me. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Good. Thank no. God. Thank no, God. I I do think um 
the Rhett Butler episode is is pretty great. Uh, but I yeah, like it's in fact when you told me uh, when you were like, hey, we did a top ten. Like I texted you, uh, Rhett Butler question mark, and you were like, that's number two, and I was like, crystal clear destiny, <laughs> and you were like, yes, so. But yeah, um, do you want to do like, do we have one or two like Twitter questions? Oh, one more thing. Uh, I'm the one who has access to the Patreon. So if you've been wondering why that hasn't updated in the past six weeks, that's been why. Uh, but I am going to try and be a little bit better about posting show notes there, posting updates. Uh, and if there's things you would like to see on the Patreon page, whether it's like for backers or just like stuff that we could put up for everybody. Um, I know we've been trying to put up the uh, uh, the Dan scrolls, but I really need to go in and like collect all those from the emails that we've gotten from dan casino over on xena business uh and get those put up but uh jordan do you have uh like anything that i i need to put up on there no i mean again i send you my show notes but they're nonsense you send me your show notes every time and i haven't put Uh, them up in a while and folks they're bad (laughs) very bad they're incomprehensible (laughs) they're like weird sailor moon beat poetry it's wonderful yeah sure like poetry that's exactly what i think when i see them um, lovely. Uh, hey, here's, so here's, Chris, what, here's what Jordan's notes are for this episode. Oh, dramatic reading. Do you want me to like, I, I wish I had a bass guitar. I could just start playing for you, but go ahead. Different song. Cryptic. Crazy hair? Question mark? Question mark? That universe <laughs> got bigger. Usagi took the damage. Another Medusa? Get your hands off me, you mere shell. You can tell it's holy. BC, it floats. It bit her boob? Exclamation point, exclamation point, question mark? that's what that's what you're missing out on uh but if there's anything else that you would like to see like I, i've been trying to do like little episode write-ups uh right before my plans got derailed at some point in the past you had mentioned i think that you do this on your other patreon that you do the thing where if you're a patreon subscriber then you get to ask questions that we prioritize like should we do that like that oh yeah we have line steppers yeah 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 uh maybe do do we have it like we generally don't have enough questions where that's a problem yet i think well again you don't know this because i well you should know this because i always advertise it but i'm scrolling back pretty far in order to get to the questions because yeah, which don't don't yeah, but, like we've, we've got a nice month-long clean break we can take advantage of right now but there's probably good questions that we'll be skipping if we do then that. people can re-ask them oh that's what i say all right, uh, so so let's do like two Twitter questions and then get back to the episode. <laughs> oh, I haven't even brought them up yet. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to do them. But it yeah. just turned into the penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, I'll start at the top and I'll scroll down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a such a trial for uh, you. Yes, Pelalos asks if the Senshi played Skyrim, what class slash race would each of them make? I have I know nothing about Skyrim. They would probably, well, they probably just get, like, really frustrated that Skyrim is the world's most popular game to not have a plot. Is that true? It's just a, it's a sandbox? I have a lot of feelings about Skyrim and how, like, I played that game for 80 hours before I, like, had a sudden lightning bolt revelation that it sucked. So. Wow. But there is a, there is a a cat people in Skyrim. So Luna and Artemis can play? Luna and Artemis can play. Mm-hmm. Artemis would definitely play. That's he would play a, a a cat person. Well, they have to play the game as training, don't they? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think that's. <laughs> I, 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 we obviously have seen Sailor Scouts being trained more from like uh, uh, side-scrolling action platformers, so they'd be more in like a Metroidvania vein, I think. Ginny Odo asks, if you were making a movie of season three... Future guest? 
uh, Geniato. Oh, excellent, excellent. Um, if you were making a movie of season three, what current actors would you cast as the Deathbusters? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Like, including The Witches 5? Sure, yeah, man. Oh, boy. That's, ooh. So, let's see. Who, I mean, let's just, start with like, literally just the cast of Riverdale. Well, <laughs> get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so, like, Luke, Luke Perry as uh, Tomoe. No, no. Uh, he would be a terrible Tomoe. And then uh, uh, Cheryl Blossom as uh, as uh, Kale Wright. Oh yeah. yeah, that'd be great. I think uh, who's the who's the one who drives the Subaru? We're, we 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 can't literally just cast Riverdale as the Deathbusters. We absolutely can. <laughs> you definitely can. Yeah. Who would you, who would you? All okay, right, well, let's let's start with Tomoe. Who would you cast as Tomoe? Well, they have to have white hair. No, um, Jordan. There's a thing called hair dye, <laughs> <laughs> or a wig. I'm not going to make these people actually dye their hair white. <laughs> Jared Leto. God. Uh, yeah. Woof. So he could actually become a scientist. Jordan, you like you need to go go do a push up and drink some water. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that wasn't something I wasn't gonna expect to hear. Okay, but. let's let's think of somebody better then. Okay. Um, Demetrio. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. How old is he? I, I don't know. Uh, fucking no. I was going to say Nathan Fillion, but I don't think that'll work. He has a cool mm. voice, though. L- literally does. just Ted Danson from The Good Place as oh. Professor Tomoe. Yeah, no, he, that'd be he, perfect. He dye his hair. Yeah, He's got exactly. and everything. That's true. And when he laughs, it's basically a Tomoe laugh. Oh, yeah. That's, that's spot on, actually. Can he get away with being like Lechi and not us hating him? <laughs> supposed to hate yeah. Tomoe. I don't, I don't think know. we hate Tomoe. I think we, yeah. we I think love we're supposed hate to Tomoe. think he's a creep. Yeah. Yeah. He's possessed by a germatoid. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Germatoid's right. the creep. All right, fine. Ted Danson, <laughs> fine. It's in. I this is this is a good question for L Collins, I think, cuz uh <laughs> they do the uh the uh fan casting column over at Sci-Fi. Uh but I don't like I don't know who could play uh the witches. I think that's that's like a really tough one. I don't think I know enough young lady actresses. Like I, I in my head, I am going. Yeah, now I'm going to have to fall back on Riverdale. Actually, cast of Riverdale. So. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Entire cast of Riverdale. Lily Reinhardt would be the the chandelier. No, no, she has to be uh, one of the witches. No, she. Yeah, like the it's Vili. Really. Was one of the witches. Really yeah. No, she's not. Yeah. Billy really yes. is the sexy chandelier. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah. Pay attention oh, no, to the show, Jordan. I forgot. Uh, it's been a long time. It, no, it, it has been. <laughs> well, but who's going to be the best witch, which is... No, no, no. Wait, who's best witch? Um, well, in my opinion, uh, Mehmet. I love oh. Mehmet. Um, it would have to be somebody like... That's that's really tough. Yeah, that's a real tough one. I think, Chris, you preferred Udeal, didn't you? I think Udeal is great. Yeah. With her car. Yeah. With her Subaru, with her, well, it's actually actually a Toyota. We've been corrected. Yep. Yes, Toyota. With with her with her Toyota, her three door Toyota. Uh, <laughs> she's very good. She's extremely good. But no, Mehmet is also great. That's really yeah. tough. We'd have to think about that one for a while. You know what? Send in send in your fan casting for the Witches yes, Five. I'd please. like to see it. I feel like maybe Agreed. the cast of Scream Queens would be perfect. 
Oh, I haven't any watched of you that see one. Scream Queens? Yeah, I think like they would probably. I have not watched yeah. it. It seemed like it would be too scary for me. Oh no! If the, Scream Queens? I. You know what? I did. Now that I think about it, I saw a couple episodes of it. it it's it's yeah. a comedy. It's like a horror yeah. comedy. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not really that scary. Like there's a scene where somebody like is getting killed while they're texting and they're like texting their screams and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. It's like a reality show. It's a faux reality show, but it's, it's cute. It's cute. Scary. I would, it's still too, still too scary for me. It's still too scary. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, send in, send in ideas. We, we, we've got once, <laughs> just once. Please add us. <laughs> you, you don't care. You don't, do the Twitter. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to the show. Okay. All right. What does the S stand for, Jordan? Uh, yeah, I, I couldn't think of anything in time. S for some sort of crazy plot, because that's what this one has. Yeah, so as we rejoin... This episode, uh, Mission Academy explodes again. Wait, really? <laughs> For the yeah millionth time, it's still exploding. <sighs> and Sailor Fence is overwhelmed. Yeah. Let's talk about these diamonds, right? The diamonds. Okay. Last episode, they were like physical things, and now they're like ghosts. Yeah, I don't think they're like. I think that's an animation trick. Like I yeah. said, I think it's supposed to be like a literal like liquid wave that's like growing heads and arms like i don't think they're supposed to be like i think it's supposed to be like a tide overwhelming them not like translucent ghosts i think that's just that would have looked cooler they should have drawn that (laughs) (laughs) i mean i went elsewhere (laughs) but i I think that's what they're trying to draw like i think the reason they're translucent is that they're supposed to be liquid like we're supposed to be able to kind of see through them but that that wasn't the way they uh, whatever that wasn't the way they drew them last episode. I I I was like this is weird and I don't necessarily like the way this looks. But that's fine. I think it actually looks pretty cool. Like I I think it 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 doesn't look exactly like what it's supposed to be. It is it's a very minor thing yeah. that happens because it happens really briefly. We see the scouts all fall over and then we're back inside. And then there's just dark yeah. energy. I feel like they they animate it so that you get the wave of diamond and then it's just black swirly energy that kind of overtakes the rest of sailor fence. It actually looks like the diamond. They're not like they start off as diamond and then they kind of dissipate into like dark energy waves and then blast the rest of sailor fence, which is kind of cool. But yeah, I don't really know what is happening other than they just disappear and there's no more wave of diamond. And then they just float into the sky. Yeah. yeah it, basically, it looks like the Sailor Scouts die. Yeah, it looks like the end of season one. <laughs> yeah, and this is the first time I was like, huh, is this the last episode of Sailor Moon? <laughs> sure isn't. <laughs> oh, but it's going to get weirder. It is. Uh, so it, inside the bubble, we've got yeah. uh, Tomoe and Hotaru, because Hotaru is now like reasserting control of the Mistress Nine body, going back and forth and talking about how she has to save Chibiusa. Because mm-hmm. uh, if you remember from last episode slash a month and a half ago, they took out Chibiusa's pure heart to uh, raise Mistress Nine. Mm-hmm. So that's why Chibiusa is absent, hanging out with uh, Mamoru uh, on magic life support. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So Tomoe starts having all these memories of Hotaru as a l- l- little baby. Yeah. 
as little little happy, occasionally angry baby. Yeah, like like <laughs> like chibi moon sized Hotaru instead of Fleischer yeah. size Hotaru. Yeah, I like uh, the octopus balloon yes. that she has. Adorable in this scene. Yeah, very good. And it's all that like dreamy watercolory background stuff. I mean, with the rose petals, like how mm-hmm. Uranus and Neptune have their rose petals. The implication is this is what he remembers. He doesn't remember mm-hmm. the stuff when he was possessed, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. But then uh, Hotaru turns back into Mistress Nine, which happens. Like she goes back and forth, maybe like a little too much. Like we <laughs> get it. But I really like, um, I don't know if this is just the Viz translation being a little weird, which I don't think it is because like the Viz translation is usually like really good as far as the mm-hmm. subtitles go. But um, she starts saying things like die off die and off. perish, oh. like very like weirdly worded threats. And I kind of like that because like it reinforces the idea that Mistress Nine is like not quite human like she's not quite speaking the right <laughs> words right. yeah and then she does a Gollum and Smeagol argument with herself yeah. yes and that's in the new Viz subtitle or is that the new Viz mm-hmm. dub subtitle that's in the new subtitles I don't have the dub for this yet oh okay people said they they did is it do they not yeah I do no I, I, I have do the, not have Blu-ray. it yet oh okay yeah I didn't even Me get the chance to watch the new Viz one of this episode so yeah, that's interesting how they did that. But yeah, it makes sense since she's not actually human. So then Mistress Nine explodes? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hotaru says, I have people who are precious to me, and then Mistress Nine explodes. Mistress Nine, like, in the exact same style as the Holy Grail. Yep. <laughs> like, cracks, like, like cracks, and then dissipates, like, disintegrates. Yeah. It's awesome. And we get an amazing shot from uh, Michiru and Haruka, where Haruka, like, for the first time, looks, like, surprised and weirded out. <laughs> <laughs> with her giant white eyes the scene where she explodes is awesome like it's that's some yeah. really cool yes. animation yeah and y- did you notice what is taking its place of the star yeah the the yeah. saturn symbol yeah saturn symbol and she just like wipes her in a circular pattern which it's been a while since we've seen like a, a scout get activated with yeah. the, the symbol on their forehead like it's yeah. been since like, do we actually see it happen with Haruka in the flashback yeah. episode? Or we saw it happen okay. at some point in the past, for sure. But, like, it's been it's been a while since we've seen that happen. And the way that it happens here with just erasing Mistress Nine is very cool. Like, yeah. turning Mistress Nine into weird VHS interference and then <laughs> just erasing her. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty fucking dope, actually. <laughs> but, again, things continue to descend into weirdness. So I'm not 100% clear on why she exploded, other than that Hotaru won the battle. But, like, why does that mean she explodes? Great question. Don't answer. <laughs> Cut to, there's uh, uh, Mamoru doing his healing hands on, on his daughter. Okay, that turned out, that did not sound good. I'm sorry I said it that way. No, it's fine. It's fine. Move on. <laughs> healing hands. It's not. It's fine. Wow. Okay, but you... <laughs> You know what I mean. So, so cut to the end of Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Uh, when Hotaru's Force Ghost shows yes, up. Her, her, she shows up as a glowing purple ghost. Uh, the cats do confirm that they see her. And, sh- and she just kind of goes, oh, remember how she was going to die? She's fine now. Don't worry about it. Luna's ears in this scene, by the way, are the exact shape and orientation of Astro Boy's hair. Oh, yeah? Let me see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. 
And so the ghost of Hotaru shows up and talks to Memoru and goes, hey, don't worry about it. Yeah, she's she's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, by the way, when she gives the heart back, I didn't put this in my notes, but you know what went through my 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 head when she put her hands to her chest like that? She's about to do uh, uh, bubble spray. <laughs> Shine out closure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. I was like, her most devastating move. So yeah, I guess we should say like <laughs> We keep calling her Hotaru's ghost. This is not Hotaru. It's not, yeah. This it's is Sailor Saturn. Oh, right, right, right. This is the first time you see Sailor Saturn's outfit. And it's yeah. not the same as the others. No, it's like weirdly like modified. Like it's like it's yeah. the 90s costume version of the Sailor Scouts. Because it's got like the sleeves that are kind of like feathers and then like a big fucking yeah. silver crystal in the middle of the bow. Yep. Yeah. Um, cool this boots. is So I guess... This would be the ghost of Sailor Saturn from the Moon Kingdom? No idea. Yeah, yeah I think it's just Sailor Saturn. The, the entity of Sailor Saturn overtook the entity of Mistress Nine uh, to reclaim Hotaru's body. I think that's what happened. Yeah, but but Hotaru doesn't have a body right now. Right, first yeah. of all. For most of the scouts, the, their, their scout self is not a different self. Like, Sailor Moon is not different from Usagi. Yeah, but Princess Serenity is. Again, yeah. see the end of the Sailor, Sailor Moon R movie. Right, that's why I'm saying, so this is Moon Kingdom Saturn, the way that that's Moon Kingdom Serenity. Yeah, I, I really, it's, it's very weird to figure out, and it's gonna get weirder, is the thing. <laughs> yep. It's gonna get immeasurably weirder. All right, so, let's keep uh, going. So, Mujin Academy explodes again. Oh, God. It's the third time this episode. <laughs> Uh, and it's. I think it's done. I think it is done exploding now. We see Sailor Moon and uh, Sailor Neptune and Sailor Uranus, and they're all, like, battle damaged. Like, yeah. uh, I love that, like, Usagi's, like, the little rings of her sleeves, like, yeah. one's falling off. Yeah. Her bow's all bedraggled. Uh, Neptune's boots, like, the little straps and buckles are, like, falling off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's, like, really, like, a really cool effect. I also like that um, Michiru and Haruka... Have both lo- both lost half their bow, their bow, yeah, but they've lost opposite halves. Yeah, <laughs> a friend and I actually did these costumes once. These no, versions, really, of, the yeah, battle damage ones. Yeah, the battle damage ones. If I think you can see them in that uh, the link that I had with all my costumes in there. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I gotta I gotta find yeah. this. I yeah, definitely I did because we had it was my friend Morgan and I. We actually had these costumes old versions of them and we're like you know what let's just rip them up because that's the best way to retire older costumes that you don't want to wear anymore and we did these versions where we kind of dirtied them up and it was fun but yeah i love these this is such a cool scene where you really see the deconstruction of those costumes i am looking for this as well so chris you can uh you can take us to the next bit while we look for these costumes yeah um so this is the moment where Saturn actually materializes for the first time. You really get to see her. I mean, she just kind of shows up out of thin air. She kind of floats down and lands on a rock. And she starts addressing Usagi and tells her to, you know, thank you so much for rescuing me and protecting my body. I think that's what she says. And she say like, thank you for protecting my body. You know, Hotaru is no longer here. I am no longer Hotaru, but now I can protect everyone and See, but I, again, I don't get that. How I know. Is she not Hotaru? What, like, what do you mean? I think, okay, so I think there was always a war for Hotaru's body. 
even when Hotaru was a baby, because, you know, you see the lab destruction and the whole reason that Hotaru was kept alive, at least in this continuity, because this is 1992 anime continuity where she's not a cyborg, because I think Lindsay brought that up, because that's what happens in the manga and the <laughs> crystal version. She actually gets a cyborg body to keep herself alive. That's awesome. Yeah, so Sailor Saturn was always supposed to awaken in actual Hotaru, but when she was a baby person, she almost died and was kept alive by the entity of Mistress Nine residing in her body until the right time. Which was the original plan for Ami, right? Like, Ami was originally yeah, supposed yeah, to be the I think cyborg. So. I think that, wasn't that the original? Or, or maybe in the original, the like, Naoko Takeuchi plan for the... Yeah, I think she was supposed to be a cyborg, wasn't she? I'm, like, now thinking back to old plans of what they were supposed to do but yeah she basically was kept alive by this diamond entity mistress nine i don't know if they ever say mistress nine is a diamond or if she's a just a crazy alien person but yeah the and so as she grew older there was the senshi that was supposed to awaken within her but there was also this like death buster person that's keeping her alive so then when they get to this point both of them are trying to I guess, take control of Hotaru. But actual Hotaru now, I don't know where she is. She's probably non-existent because now it's Sailor Saturn who won. I think that was the point. So the Hotaru who would sit on the on the throne yeah. in the yeah. creepy doll room, that was yeah. Mistress Nine? But yeah. here's what that suggests okay. to me. <laughs> it's kind of dark in that... Yeah. Well, no, it makes everything in the show dark because that suggests to yeah. me that there's a being who is real Usagi who is effed because Sailor Moon just took over her life and is sitting there like watching as the reincarnated Sailor Moon controls everything she does. And she's like, in real life, I would be different. No, I'm, well, I'm pretty sure that Usagi is Usagi, but like when she turned, like when she, again, it's the end of the R movie. That's when she turns into like the, the spirit of Princess Serenity is like when no, that okay. happens. The way I've always understood Sailor Moon is to be that she's reincarnated as her. So Jordan, I think it's clear that none of us understand <laughs> Sailor Moon anymore. There's the piece that I've come to with Sailor yeah. Moon is that it's re- she's reincarnated, meaning like she doesn't have the memories at the time, but if she had the memories, all of a sudden she'd have more experience and et cetera, et cetera. But like the, you know, again, for lack of a better word, she has the same soul as the princess of the moon from a zillion years ago. Yes. So they are in essence, the same person. But this idea that Sailor Saturn and Hotaru are different makes it sound like there's a girl named Hotaru, and that girl named Hotaru was the one that was chosen to be the vessel for Sailor Saturn. And so Sailor Saturn gets like stuck in there, and it's like, wait, I thought I was was under the impression that Usagi is Sailor Moon in the sense that she is her reborn, not she she is a a person named Usagi who has the Sailor Moon parasite (laughs) attached to her. I think I think Hotaru is a special case though yeah. because Hotaru has the weird Mistress Nine stuff. Yes, like that that happens to her due to her father's science experiments. Yes, but I also think, and this could just be me spitballing and trying to find a reason why Hotaru is still there. Hotaru could still be Miss uh, not Mistress Nine, um, Sailor Saturn, but now that she's reclaimed power and she's no longer the weak kid that she was, she could just be saying that as like I'm now stronger. You know, she is really hotaru but she's trying to sound like she's a little kid trying to sound more powerful i guess that makes sense yeah Yeah. like just trying to justify like i am no longer that weak child i am now this stronger person that i was always meant to be well and also i mean in a way she is dead like she's not wrong about that like 
her body died. She shows up as a ghost spectral form and then, you know, <laughs> then gains back actual, you know, physical form. It's it's weird. It's <laughs> maybe it's like this, like like in the sense that she has this. So the soul, okay. In keeping with all this weird ideas of like parasites and symbiotes, the soul, the soul still burns. The soul is kind of like the um, the 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 Dax Trill from uh, <laughs> from Deep Space Nine. And, <laughs> right, I'm listening. I'm listening. So so like in her instance here, it's the soul is Hotaru, but when she's a ghost, she's like, I'm not Hotaru. I'm just the 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 symbiote now i'm just dax uh so jadzi is dead but like she lives on in me but i'm the all of it i'm all everything that might be it so that would make sense yes. uh i think i i mean i don't think hotaru's situation applies to the other senshi because kenji and akuko weren't trying to resurrect cthulhu <laughs> and if they we were a- we'd probably getting a lot more weird shit that was after she was born so presumably no i i think hotaru is is Sailor Saturn okay. reborn, but I think like some weird shit happens when she's like three years old. Like look at um like look back at uh Tomoe's mm-hmm. memories of of like he remembers her as a small child, yes. not as the like small lady. As you know Yeah, not not, not oh. the small lady. It's very different. <laughs> so anyway, uh Sailor Saturn shows up with one like w- weird once you notice it you can't stop staring at it ear. It's in the wrong place on her head. It's drawn very poorly. Uh, And she's like, what's up? I'm Sailor Saturn, the guardian of destruction, because I have the power to destroy planets. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, Erishim the judge in in, uh, Sailor Scout form. She's about to give Pharaoh 90 a thumbs down. Yeah. So she summons up the Silence Glaive and uh, Sailor Moon runs at her. Yeah. And she stops her with the glaive and then backflips into another dimension to kill Pharaoh Knight. I love that shot. <laughs> it's a little deus ex machina. Yeah, but it, it is, except that this is exactly what we have been told will happen all season. Yeah. Like, it's it's a little bit deus ex machina-ish. Haruka and Mishiru have literally told us, hey, Sailor Saturn has the power to destroy planets, and if she awakens, shit is fucked. So we have been warned about this. Well, except that this is the opposite of that. Shit is okay. Except that it's going to kill uh, Hotaru. Hotaru is going yeah. to destroy herself along with uh, Pharaoh 90. Yes. So when she backflips into another dimension. Wait, actually, hang on. Hang on. I'm sorry. I'm yes. confused again. <laughs> because I thought she was already dead. I thought we watched her body dissipate. We watched Mistress Nine's body. Yeah. Dissipate, not Hotaru, which is the same body. They have the same body. Jordan, it's a weird show about magic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She like I, I... <laughs> okay. Here's what happens: because then she appears as a ghost, and then she comes back with another yeah, body. She she destroys the Mistress Nine body. The the okay yes. Hotaru's body is transformed into Mistress Nine's body. Mm-hmm. Then Mistress Nine's body is destroyed as Hotaru's soul escapes. Mm-hmm. Then Hotaru's soul wanders around and then forms a new body and then backflips <laughs> into another dimension to die. Yes. And then is going to die again. And I'd say, and then can't form a new body yes. except stuff's going to yeah. happen. So she's like, yeah, I have to go in there and just fuck up Pharaoh 90 yeah. real fast. And you can't do it because even Super Sailor Moon couldn't do this. Yeah. And then sweet flips uh, into 
So then everybody's headband starts glowing. Well, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> you saw he pounds the floor for a while, yes. Sailor Moon starts, like, trying to transform yeah. without the Holy Grail. Like, like tries to will herself into becoming Super Sailor Moon. Which is, like, a very, like, sad scene. Yeah, this gets me oh, yeah. every single time. This is Absolutely. the most emotional scene, I think, in the entire show. Whoa! Yeah, I'm actually, I'm re-watching it right now on my phone, and I'm getting emotional. It's really sad. She tries so hard. She just keeps slamming herself into that uh, bubble that just shoots her back. And then she says over and over, you know, what is it? Moon crisis. Crisis makeup. Yeah. Crisis makeup over and over. And she's got the shining tears that explode out of her face. Yeah. yeah and she's yeah. pounding the ground like, why, why, why? And there's it's the, the, it's the scene where uh, she's pounding on the ground that yeah. really gets me. I, we've seen Usagi oh, get, yeah. we've seen Usagi get sad. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> it's so we've sad. We've seen Usagi like, you know, be concerned for her friends, yeah. but I don't think we've ever seen her this frustrated no. with her inability to help. No, it's so sad. And it's like the, when she's just starts pounding on the ground she's like fucking why can't i like i need to transform why can't i transform it's like really like affecting it really is it's oh and then and then these two assholes just watching silently i'm i'm watching it silently on my phone right now and i i have tears in my eyes it's every single (laughs) they're just like they're completely beat to shit like their outfits are just tore up and they're just blankly staring at her and I think that's when they're most affected by the person that she is and why it's oh, it's so moving. This entire scene is so uh, moving. Meanwhile, the, 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 in, the inner senshi have been caught in a, uh, like a tornado yeah. Wizard of Oz style and are like floating around. Yeah. <laughs> I just figure they're just like getting like, <laughs> like, again, they're like in a, in a tsunami of diamonds yeah. and dark energy just like getting battered around outside. Yeah. And their headbands uh, start glowing and they're like, Sailor Moon. And, I, and when that's happened, I was like, oh shit. Yep. <laughs> oh, shit. Everybody's going to combine their friendship yeah, power. Yeah, it's the friendship power. I love it. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And even Uranus and Neptune, who spent like however many episodes being like, get out of the way. You can't do this. We have a mission. And then yelling at her this whole episode, like, you keep screwing up. And then they just realize how much she cares. And they just kind of, they form, it's like the whole team finally comes together. That's the yeah. thing that makes me so emotional about this. They all suddenly believe in her. And then Usagi, like, wills herself into mm-hmm. becoming Super Sailor Moon and, like, grows a pure heart crystal. I just, yeah. <laughs> it's, remember earlier in the episode when Mr. Simon was like, you know, you'd have to create, like, I mean, this is never going to happen, but you'd have to create, like, a super pure heart crystal in order to deal with Pharaoh 90. But, I mean, obviously, you can't ever do that. Yeah. Like, that's exactly what happens. Yeah. So then she jumps into the void. Well, there's that whole transformation scene that's this beautiful sweeping, that music. We haven't heard that music before, have we? I don't think so, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. With all the butterflies, the, like, rainbow butterflies fluttering around her, and she does that dramatic leggy leap. I do wish uh, Sailor Moon could decide if bird wings or butterfly wings were cooler, because it cannot. She's got the stream of tears. The stream of sparkling tears. With her blank eyes. She's got those blue, solid eyes that she had before when she stopped the blast. Got those fucking Princess Serenity eyes. Um, I just want to mention, so so then, okay. So then she jumps in, energy all dissipates, cut to the wide shot where we reveal huge like maybe let's see that looks like about maybe eight ten city blocks of tokyo are just are flattened <laughs> oh 
obliterated. They're just gone. gone. <laughs> it's, it's the biggest news story in 50 years. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Um, A massive chunk of Tokyo was flattened by dark energy from another dimension. Uh, here's sports. <laughs> and, the, and where... Where Mugen Academy was is now a crater that immediately fills up with water and becomes a new yep. lake in Tokyo. <laughs> yep. And we get a we get a real good look at all uh like super fucked up Mishiru yep. and Haruka. And I love that like their bones are all fucked up, <laughs> like their sleeves are falling off. My favorite part is that like uh Mishiru's skirt is like about to fall off. It's just hanging. It's hanging off of her. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> and they hear Pluto. That's Pluto talking to them. It kinda in space. I have no idea where she's coming from. And what does she say? Yeah. She's like, the, if you see or you meet the true messiah, yeah. And then they're like, Was that the true messiah? Yeah, so Usagi's Jesus. Yes. No. <laughs> um, everybody. Jesus Usagi. No. Future future moon space Jesus. No, Chris. Oh, um, anyone can be a messiah. Yes. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Anyone, Anyone. can be on Saya. <laughs> and we also see the the inner Senshi and their battle damage like waking up. And I I really like this because I, I like Ami especially because Ami's just kind of like draped over <laughs> a, a on rock. a rock. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like someone sent her there to dry. <laughs> but I, but yeah. I definitely think they were in a, like a twister because they were all deposited like a twister. in the same. Yes, they were all deposited in the same place. Because again, yeah. if you remember, they were very far away from each other. But now, when they wake up, they're like you know five feet away from each other. Yeah. So then, <laughs> oh, here we go. Yeah. Uh no. <laughs> so then, I want to take you through this as I understand it. Okay. Okay. Uh, so then, there's a shower of sparkling butterflies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that coalesces into Super Sailor Moon. <laughs> Who is holding a baby. Who is also battle damaged, by the way. Super Sailor Moon is also battle damaged. Yes. Her hair is out of her loops. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it's just falling out of her loops. And she is holding a tiny newborn baby. Yeah. That is Hotaru. Yeah. <laughs> She's also missing one of, like, a several of her eyebrow feathers. Oh, yeah, they're oh, just yeah. gone. A, it's yeah. a, it, part of her sleeve is missing. Her her, her ribbons are, are a little tattered. I mean, she's not as bad off as the other yeah. scouts, but she is damaged. And then there's another stream of sparkling butterflies that goes to the moon? Yeah. 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 And that's the end of the episode. That's and it. I believe the end of Sailor Moon, the series. Hey, hey, hold on. <laughs> you said that was Hotaru. There's nothing yeah. to suggest that in this episode, Chris. Not in this well, episode, no. Well, except that we see Hotaru goes into fight Pharaoh 90. Maybe that's Pharaoh yeah. 90. Maybe it's Pharaoh 90. <laughs> she is, she it's baby Pharaoh 90. <laughs> baby Maybe Pharaoh 90. Baby Jordan. <laughs> oh, baby Jordan. <laughs> He's back. Yeah. I love it. I was completely with this episode till a fucking baby showed up and then I was like, all right, say like you gotta you gotta help me out with this. So yeah, talk to us about it because you say that is your favorite scene of any scene in the entire series. I should say the inclusion. I you know what? I should say the inclusion, the entire finale is like up until like from the moment where she starts beating the ground and they all, you know, combine their powers and then she comes back and she is just blank eyed. I think it's less of the fact that Hotaru came back as a baby and more of look at what Sailor Moon is willing to do to go through hell to save a friend or a team member. Like 
that is my favorite image of Usagi as this, she is so self-sacrificial and so good-hearted. And she, like, look, it's it's just really, I don't know, it gets me. But that does not include the baby aspect of it. Like, I, I don't know how to explain the fact that Hotaru got birthed into Pharaoh 90. I don't know. I don't think anybody really knows. What this reminds me of, and, and the question this leaves me with because of comics, is like... Yeah. Sailor Moon was gone in our perception for like two minutes, but like, was yeah. it like a hundred years <laughs> for uh, her? Oh, like, is yeah. this a is this a cable and hope in the future situation? <laughs> uh, has, yeah. has the Cyclops of Sailor Moon become the cable of Sailor Moon at last? Oh yeah, I don't even know. I, I it's it is a big trope, like the whole oh look, she's reborn as this pure child ready to start again, and it's very like this is a very tropey sailor moon kind of thing or i guess in some anime it's probably happened but well, it's i just like it as a culmination of who usagi is as a character I mean, that's why i like this for a moment i was like well that makes sense because like the crystal causes reincarnation like we know it does that but then i was like yeah but wait a minute <laughs> when it does that yeah. it, they still have to have parents <laughs> who have a baby like yeah. they don't just make babies appear <laughs> usually and in this case they did maybe she's the cyborg we don't no, know right this is a cyborg baby <laughs> why would, a cyborg baby no you can't why would you make a cyborg baby <laughs> they that do it in the manga who the, who the hell knows they do it in the manga it's in sailor moon it's all nonsense who cares <laughs> but yeah i have no idea how a baby just materialized out of thin air i there is no explanation they really don't even bring it up ever again like in the next few episodes I'm sure that we're going to get a thorough and complete explanation next episode. <laughs> yeah, because eh, uh, this is a weird way to end on if we're going to have it, it more episodes coming. Uh, but that's that's the end. That's the end of this one. So it's time for us to talk about uh, what we learned from the episode. It's time for Sailor Business says. And Chris, we'll start with you. Yeah. What did you learn from uh, this episode of Sailor Business or Sailor Moon? I learned. That no matter how many times I have watched this episode, I still cry every single time. Like, even watching it right now, I will still get misty-eyed, and I am just a big baby for this episode. That is what I learned. It still has not stopped. And also, I learned that babies can be cyborgs, too. Oh, Jordan, <laughs> what did you learn? Uh, we already talked about it, but... Have you checked Have you checked little Darian to see if uh, he's a cyborg? Oh, jeez. Oh, no. I, I, any test I can think of for that is not something I want to do to my baby, so... No, Dogs can tell. Oh, okay, then that's fine. No, I, I learned, uh, obviously, I learned that anyone who has compassion for someone else can be a messiah. That That is, uh, uh, be your own messiah, everybody. How about you, Chris? I learned that the best way to travel through dimensions is the backflip. <laughs> Which, honestly, is the best way to travel anywhere at any time. Just, you know, if, if you can leave a room by backflipping, always leave a room by backflipping. <laughs> Just like make make sure you are taking safety precautions. Don't don't sue Sailor <laughs> Business because of that. Uh, no, like I like a really good episode, but a very weird one. Like oh, yeah. so many questions. It doesn't feel like Sailor Moon at all, and I just yeah, it's very hard to describe. If this was your first episode, like oh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah, like we we've talked to people for whom like Crystal Clear Destiny was their first episode of Sailor Moon and how it yeah. like hooked them with all the drama, but I would be very curious and kind of shocked to find out that like oh, oh, like yeah this is my first episode of sailor moon and it made me love the series i would get it because i do love this episode but yeah. boy oh boy is it a weird one like yeah. babies are showing up <laughs> people are just screaming until they transform what if every episode you just had to scream until you transform <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, I just pound the ground until something happens. The ghosts are showing up. Right. Like people, people are swapping bodies. Germatoid is getting thrown around like it's a thing we should know about. We we have Space Cthulhu coming through. Yeah, like Space Cthulhu, comatose children. Very weird. Very very weird. Episode, There's a lot. I like it. There's a lot that happens. Yeah, I'm glad. Oh, I forgot to mention yeah. the part where where uh, Sailor Uranus was like, was everything we did meaningless? And I was like, yes. <laughs> no! That actually gets me very emotional, too. When she drops to her knees and she's like, we did all this and it was all for nothing. And yeah, Usagi's just like hanging there on the ground. <laughs> like, I don't know what to tell you. I tried. What an episode. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it, listen, it was... <laughs> It was good. It's not my favorite. It gets a little too weird for me. I I want it to be a little bit more understandable than it is. Well, it's also, what do you get out of when you watch Sailor Moon? What are your favorite types of episodes to watch? Because sometimes the fillers and the adventures are fun, and then you have heavy hitters like this. And I mean, listen, like, you know, going back all the way back to the end of season one, the end of season one is amazing, and I love it. And it does set this standard of when you get to the end everything becomes completely removed from reality they're they're out in the middle of uh is, is it like the ice right they're like out in like the north pole and so there's nothing around and everything just gets i mean almost symbolic but not quite because it's still relatively straightforward they're like we teleported here and then we fought this guy and then we fought that guy but but i don't know yeah i feel like that one kept it still like you basically yeah. got it uh whereas this one does get a little like Wait, why did that happen? Okay. Uh, but again, it's not that it's bad. It works. And it's it's been a good season mm-hmm. overall. Uh, it just, yeah, just a little, I, I probably would have uh, done it a little differently. Okay. You know what? That's when you watch season three of Crystal and maybe see how you like the ending of that. Because that one actually has this ending told much differently. But yeah, maybe you'll like the way that that one ends. Hmm. Okay we've talked before like i really love like the monster of the week filler episodes Mm -hmm. but if when sailor moon gets dramatic at the end of the season Mm -hmm. i like it when it gets dramatic and also really weird and reminds you oh yeah this is a show about magic moon royalty that was reincarnated yeah uh, to fight space rocks yeah (laughs) uh and i think that this episode does that like this is the like I know it's going to, but I will be shocked to see a weirder episode of Sailor Moon than this. Oh, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> We're getting to the next season. Enjoy the ride. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's going to get weirder. Yeah, it is. I, I would say I highly recommended this one. I mean, I, I know that like nobody's going to skip no. <laughs> this one. Uh, no. <laughs> it's very important to know how it ends. So, yeah, that does it for this uh, episode of Sailor Business. Um. Uh, Chris, where can everybody find your uh, stuff online, should you wish it to be found? So I am on Twitter at Chris. It's just my name. It's K-R-Y-S. Wow. <laughs> and that's, when did yeah. you sign up to get that one? Uh, like, when Twitter came out. I actually got it, and I only got it because I was uh, a friend of mine had a Twitter at the time, and it, it was only, like, the two of us, and I secured the name and then forgot about it for a few years, and then Twitter actually became a thing, and I came back and still had my name. So that's how I... I just got it in like 2006 or whenever Twitter was it began, and yeah, that's my my Twitter name, and I'm on July there. July 2007. 
Yeah, it's, oh yeah, it's right. It says it at the very top in my profile. But yeah, it's very easy to find me on Twitter. Uh, I, the costumey stuff that I do is on Facebook. I'm on Ambrosia Chris and also on acparadise.com, also as Ambrosia. I think it might just be Ambrosia on there. But yeah, it's, I got stuff all over the place. But Twitter's the best way to find, oh, and I'm on Instagram too. That's right. Uh, Instagram is Ambrosia period Chris. And you've got like a lot of uh, Sailor Moon uh, costumes on yes. uh, AC Paradise, as well as like other non-Sailor Moon costumes. Uh, I, I like that you did uh, pets as well. I did do pets. Yeah, I loved that costume. I had a really great time doing that. It's a good suit. It's yeah. a good suit. Yeah, it's fun. Uh, so definitely check that out. And you will be rejoining us next week. I will. Uh, but Jordan, before we get to that, where can uh, people find us online? Um, let's see. You could find me at Crackshot with a zero. For an O on Twitter. You can find the show at Sailor Business on Twitter. And you can find our producer, Jake Mason, at JJ underscore Mason. He does a ton of other podcasts. So many. Um, like what? Like The Morphin Grid. Like Kingdom Smarts. Like, um, oh gosh, it's been a while since I've done this list. Pokemon World Tour. Pokemon World Tour. Pokemon, Pokemon World, World Tour United. United. Uh, what's the reboot one? Cool Kids Table. Cool Kids Table. Um, is there a reboot one? Not now? the not the show reboot, but there's one where him and his friends uh, talk about. Oh yeah, the reboot the public domain yeah, stuff. I can't uh, what it's right now. Jake, just cut it. in. <laughs> that would be hard reboot. Um, yeah, it sounds really cool. Okay, um, Chris, how about you? Uh, I'm on Twitter and Tumblr as the ISB. That's T H E I S B, and you can find my website that has links to comics I write and columns that I write uh, at the-isb.com. Uh, as we're recording this, I actually just wrote a column that I'm really happy with, despite some uh, typos that I wish I could go in and fix uh, about why there were so many cartoons based on R-rated movies in the late '80s and early '90s, like RoboCop and Rambo: The Force of Freedom. Uh, so, That's if you funny. like cartoons, and I assume you do, uh, go read that. Because it's a, it's a fun one to write. And you can find the show at SailorBusiness.com. You can email the show at SailorBusinessPodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Twitter at SailorBusiness. Uh, that's going to be it for this week's episode. But we will be back next week, asterisk, uh, with a new life, parting of the stars of destiny. And until then, keep your mind on Sailor Business. Sailor.